Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? This is blogtalkradio.com backslash Big Time Reality TV. My name is Andrew Kirk. You guys can find me on Twitter at CCGradAkirk. And the blog is BigTimeRealityTV.blogspot.com. In case you guys are wondering, uh, for those of you guys who have seen my title, this, this is my final, as far as this channel goes, final reality TV show show because I am officially, if I was unofficially a member of Reality Radio Podcast, but now I'm officially going to move all my reality show stuff to Reality Radio Podcast with my good friends Whitney and Stefan who have been on here a good handful of times. So I think it's definitely definitely the right thing to do. Um, as if I haven't been with them already, I've done so many shows with them over the past four years. Uh, our first special seasons were the same time, which was uh, Rare, Rare World at St. Thomas way back in the day. If you guys don't remember that season. Um, and yeah, so we'll have some fun today. We'll talk some Survivor Co. Wrong. We'll talk some Rare World. Go big or go home. Uh, Survivor Co. Wrong is done with the pre-merge. Uh, Real World, go big or go home. Las Vegas 3, in other words. We're two episodes in on that. So if you guys want to chime in on the conversation, you guys can jump into the chat room. Uh, free, you can just log, log, make an account. It's free of charge. Or even better, you guys can call in and talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, the number is 657-383-0767. What I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to go ahead and play. I don't know if I'm going to play the whole song, but I'm going to play at least maybe a minute or two just to get people to come up, come in. Uh, of One more night, Maroon 5, I'll be back. <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that. 
blockbarradio.com backslash Big Time Reality TV. This is episode nine, also the final episode of Big Time Reality TV. Like I mentioned off the top of the show, I'm not done doing reality shows. If I do further reality shows, it's going to be on Reality Radio Podcast with Whitney, Whitney and Stefan. Uh, you guys can follow that account at Reality Radio Pod. You can follow Whitney at J A N E L M C G and Stefan at uh, Sanders C A S S. So, yeah, um, let's talk Survivor real quick. Survivor so Code Wrong, um, I haven't been on here since uh, the preview shows. Winnie and I, we broke down both men's and women's. So, a lot has happened since, obviously, since the premiere. We've had seven people. Uh, no, yeah, seven people off. No, no, no. Yeah, seven. Yeah, we started as 18 down to 11. Um, Darnell was voted off the first first week. Um, I was hoping he'd stay a little bit longer, but the reason he added up, I mean, he was he he he, he basically lost that first challenge for them. So I'm really not surprised he went home first. Uh, Jennifer, that was the big surprise. The second second week, Jennifer. Um, she basically threw herself at second tribal council. She ended up going home, uh, voted three to two. And the brains went to tribal council in week three. Um, I threw a tie between Peter, Liz, and Aubrey. Um, they, they all ended up voting out Liz. I liked Liz. I was hoping Liz would make, a, make it further than she did, but um, why can't you do? And then uh, we had a fortune medevac in week four with uh, Beast Mode Cowboy. Honestly, guys, um, I mean, I, I know, I know, listening to uh, to the RHAP as well as myself, we really didn't give him much of a chance to do well. Uh, we we didn't really give him much of a chance to do well. So let me go ahead and give. Uh, Hold on one sec, guys. Might be getting a caller. Sorry for the few seconds of dead air. I know that's bad for any type of show, but pause for that. Uh, back on Caleb real quick. Um, I thought he did he did a, he did a phenomenal job, and uh, he was on a tribe that never went to tribal council in the pre, in the pre for, for before the swap, and uh, he was never in any danger going home. If the Beasts went to tribal council, it would have been between either Nick or Ty. Uh, more than likely Nick, because Ty had the idols. So overall, he did a good job and. If we see him in a year or two, I think I think we'll I think we'll see we'll see good we'll see good at him. I think had he made it further, had, had he had he stayed not been a medevac, I think he could have had a deep run. I don't think he would have won. I don't think he would have won. 
Um, I think the only crossover winner that survival will ever get will be Natalie Anderson from Amazing Race. But anyways, uh, so yeah, if you guys want to chime in on that, 657-383-0767. All you got to do is press 1 if you want to talk to me. And uh, yeah. I'll put this one on anyway. You're on the air. What's up, bro? Hey, man. What's up? What's going on? Not too much, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no problem. Happy to so, participate in something you enjoy. Yeah, dude. So, so um, yeah, we're talking pre-merge Survivor. What do you think of the pre-merge of Survivor Garon? For Survivor Garon? Garon? Uh-huh. Uh, so far, it's it's interesting. Um, I feel like the biggest wild card in the whole thing, even though um, she'll tell you all of her credentials, is Debbie, because um, I feel like she's the most manipulative out of the entire group. And I feel like um, also we got to keep an eye out for um, some type of alliance between Scott and Ty. Because I feel like there is a camaraderie right there. And if the entire tribe can see it right now going into the merge, Scott has all the cards. He knows where survivors are. He he knows where, literally where the lines are drawn. Um, yeah, the big, the big my twist. Opinion, my opinion, the big twist is Super Idol. Um, obviously mm-hmm. they can combine two idols to make one. Scott knows who two idols are. So he's mm-hmm. the most dangerous player in the game right now. Oh yeah, definitely. In my opinion, he's he's just way too dangerous. But uh-huh. people see him as as an asset to tribal life. So uh-huh. it's it's his game to lose right now. So I'm gonna say um most most you know has the most cards is Scott, but the biggest wild card is Debbie because she's able to knock all that that down and everything and take care of that. Uh, what do you think of uh, Beast Mode Cowboy on Survivor? I was talking about him before I brought you on. What do you think of Caleb? I thought he did pretty good. I mean, he uh, he held his own and. Um, uh, it's just the side of Survivor that people don't understand. It's like putting your body through everything. And I remember reading an interview saying that he, before he found out he was on Survivor, he was attempting to go into a, balding, uh, a bodybuilding competition. And so he has set up his, uh, his body for bodybuilding, but he didn't set up his body for Survivor. And so that's why his literally, his pretty much his whole body failed him. Yeah, it's a, it's very unfortunate. I mean, we've we've seen how crazy the conditions are. Honestly, dude, I don't think they're ever gonna go back to Cambodia. What do you think? After after this season? After this season and the season before, like so much stuff happened last last season with uh, Joe going down with Tasha. Uh, the conditions were terrible. I don't think they're. I don't think CBS is ever gonna go back to Cambodia. Yeah, I see them. I see them probably revisiting other areas that they've been at before. You know, um, so, um, probably talk about more of a talk about some of the players that that you've been liking. Uh, give me give me a couple of players thoughts on a couple of players. Uh, 
as we go to the merge. We got 11, 11 people left. We got four beauties, four brains, and four bronze. I mean, three bronze, excuse me. Who, who do I think is interesting, like a contestant? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, who do you, who do you think who do you think's in a good spy? And uh, give, give me give me a, throw me a couple names that you think are in good positions right now. Um, I feel like Debbie's going to be at least in the top five. I feel like she's going to get through because she's not seen as a threat, but yet she's making all the moves. Um, uh-huh. Also, I feel like Ty Ty had to get adjusted to the game because he was a little bit too excited when he started. And now he's realizing, like, man, like, I got to I gotta kind of cool my jets. I got to, you know, appease the people in the camp life and everything like that. And I have a feeling he'll go far. Um, one person I know Jason? that won't go far. I don't think, I don't think Jason's going to go too far. And the main reason why Even is, because, main reason why is because, huh? Even with an idol in his pocket, I don't know. I think there's there's going to be a chance where he he might be the fish back. You know, you know what I'm saying, and that's um, not see it coming and um, use it at the very last second, and um, through that, um, it's going to make him kind of be more paranoid. And he's gonna he's gonna be seen as next on the chalk, chopping block. Uh-huh. I don't see him getting eliminated to probably like top eight, top seven. Wow. Um, a couple more questions. Um, who do you think is gonna go next week? My guess, if I had a guess, I'd say it'd be Nick. You, you think it's gonna be Nick? I think Nick's. I think Nick goes first out of the merge. I think it's gonna be what's. The older gentleman's name, the FBI hostage negotiator. Uh, Joe, maybe. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think people will see Joe as a threat. I think, as we see, like, as we see on every season of Survivor, the first person to go after a merge is somebody who we see as like a strategic threat. A cast one last cast one last season. Um, I know boss. I know. I don't think you ever watched Boston Rob's first season, but Boston Rob was first to go after the merge on a, uh, his first Survivor season. So, um, Marcus, right? Mm-hmm. So I think anything's anything's possible, but I think I think it's Nick. Who do you think is going to go? I think I think it's going to be a brain. It has to be because they have the numbers at the moment, um, uh-huh. and I I think beauty isn't necessarily posed as a threat for strategical reasons. Brain has to be more important. Yeah, ultimately it's who the bronze pair up with, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. the ball is in bronze and in the three bronze court. So I mean, they they got to dictate where they go. And I feel like uh-huh. with the relationship that Scott has made with Ty, I feel like it's going to lean towards beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, last question: um, Do you have a winner? Who is going to be winner? winning? Who's going to be winning Survivor 32, Koran, Cambodia? Did he explain the way he's playing? I'm going to say it's going to be Scott or Ty. It's going to be one of the two. All 
an athlete winning survivor. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it, but do you think he do? Do you think he do well in a final tribal? I mean, he can, but there's always going to be that stigma that follows a professional athlete around, and that's yeah. oh, he's already made enough money, and he doesn't need this money. And you know, I watched a season of Survivor All Stars, and that's how guys like Ethan Zahn and Richard Hatch and um, Tina from Australia, they literally saw them as, like, why are you even here? Because in the end, it's a, it's always about the money. And mm-hmm. I feel like Scott's going to carry that stigma. It's the same stigma that Jeff Kent and Cliff Robinson carried, you know? You don't need it. You yeah. don't need to be here. You're just here for the game. You're not here for the money. So... Yeah. That's going to be a tough thing for Scott to battle. But do I feel like he could do it? He's very wise with his words. Yeah, the whole Alicia situation is kind of – it was just him getting annoyed. And I feel like people sit there going, oh, he's sexist. Oh, he's – it's like, no, he's not, you know. It's like when you deal with somebody that constantly pesters you in any way, regardless of what's text, you're going to sit there and be annoyed, you know. Like <laughs> everybody's entitled to that. But – um I feel like he's very wise with his words. He's very good in challenges. Um, it's his game to lose, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you on that. I think it might be Scott. I, I would love to. See, I think. I think it'd be great if uh, Ty Train was the winner of this season of Survivor. Everybody loves Ty. Right. Yeah. Ty's Ty's a great character to follow. But Peekaboo. He. He thinks way too much more with his heart than rather than with his head. And, you know, I could see him being a character like Ian from uh, Survivor Pelelu or Palau, sorry, not Pelelu, Palau. And he was in the final three with, I uh, can't remember the female's name, but with also Tom Westman. And Tom and him were in a challenge for 12 hours. And Ian felt like it was more important to save his friendship with the two of them and take himself out of the game rather than win the million dollars. To be honest, I can see Ty doing that. Ty has created a yeah. lot of relationships in this tribe, meaning as in he would rather walk out of this situation with as many friends as possible than with more money in his pocket. Absolutely. All right, bro. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let you, let you off the line. I appreciate you calling in, man. Hey, no problem, man. I know this would have been the world to you, so whenever you're talking Survivor and you need somebody to come on, let me know. Absolutely, dude. All right, you have a good one. All right, man, you too. All righty. That was my little bro. Um, yeah, so we've got about nine minutes left. Uh, I was trying to get my friend Ashley uh, Hill to call in former guest of my podcast, um, podcast, webcast. Um, Talks of real world, go big or go home. So if you guys want to join in, uh, 657-383-0767. So yeah, two episodes in of real world, go big or go home. Um, Back in Las Vegas, third time in Las Vegas. Um, 
So far, so good. I just want to throw out something real quick. This is the first rural season ever that all seven cast members, I'm old for them, so I'm getting, I'm getting there in age. Um, the oldest one is Dean. He's 25. I'm 26. If you go back to last season, I was the same age as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click back on the Wikipedia page real quick. I believe I was the same age as Sylvia, but I was older than uh, Tony. Tony was older than me. He's, he's 26. He's probably 27, 27 or 28 now. So um, let's break down some of the cast members real quick. Get my brief thoughts on some of the cast members real quick. Where we'll go big or go home. Um, the twist real quick. It's basically it's basically road rules. If you guys remember watching road rules grow, growing up, uh, we haven't seen a season in about nine years. Uh, last season was road rules. Years, man. Shout out to my to my good good former guest Tori, who was on the very last season of road rules, and Susie Meister who was on the very last season of road rules. Love having those two on on my show. Um, hopefully. I can find a way to get one or both of them on Reality Radio Podcast. I know um, I know Susie's been on Reality Radio Podcast. I don't think Tori has. Um, but anyway, it's basically like many roles. They have to do certain missions, and if they don't do them, they go home. And I did get a question from uh, my my good good buddy, Twitter follower. Follow him on Twitter at DC408Dexter. He does this thing with the blogging thing. He does this thing with blogging. He does uh, a weekly social post where he copies and pastes. I don't know how he does it. He copies and pastes all the tweets and puts it on uh, puts it on a blog where it's all real world, all challenge, all all argues in one on one freaking post. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, he asked with the Go Big or Go Home twist in play in Modern World 31, how many of the originals do you think will be sent home for not competing in the mission? Um, hell, we might even see one this week with Jenna. I don't, I'm hoping not, but I think with this whole twist and with them showing, oh, with them sh- uh, showing the replacements in the first episode after show, the whole casting special, I think we're going to at least see one. At least that's that's what I'm hoping we only see. I'm hoping we only see we only see one. There's something later in the season where we see uh, where we see a fight between I want to say CJ and uh, CJ and Jenna, where production says, "Oh, it's we're gonna leave it up to the cast for whether you guys go home or not." So we might see a couple of them go home that way. But as far as for the whole go big or go home aspect, I'm only I'm gonna say only one. I wouldn't want to see any of them go because um, I th- I think it would be kind of tough to see it happen if things don't work out. So let's go. Let's break down one by one. We'll start with Sabrina. Top half, top of the show. She's had some. Great lines. Um, I was, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I, I unfortunately haven't listened to her new music, her music on iTunes. She's an artist, just like my, just like one of my boys, uh, Jay Dillinger from rural Portland. And one of the questions I am going to ask her is, 
if I if uh, would you be willing to collaborate with JDZ? And I'm sure she'd probably say yes. I think that'd be I think that'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, she's 21, and then her bestie Kayla, who's my personal favorite on the show, first. Uh, first two episode, first two episodes were basically about her. Twenty two from Fort Myers, uh, Jenna, Ta- Jenna, Jenna. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Jenna. She is. Uh, she's not. She's easy, she's easy to look at, but some of the stuff that came out of her mouth in the premiere was like, "Why are you saying this?" Um, it was kind of difficult to watch, and uh, we'll see what happens later in the season with her. Hopefully, she doesn't go home this week with the whole. Uh, I guess she gets injured uh, doing an AT- doing the ATVs. Um, Dion, dude's getting in a lot of trouble this season. Dude's definitely going to get in a lot of trouble with the ladies this season. I mean, he hooks up with Kayla last week. And I don't I don't I don't know what what guys why guys go on to a show and it's happened with him, it's happened with uh one of my probably one of my personal favorite guests on the show. That was another question DC asked who was one of my favorite guests. Uh I always gotta give it to Trey Weatherholt. Um he was in the same situation as Dion. He goes on the show with, with the, I don't know if it was current. He claims to be an ex, but obviously if, obviously you're still talking to an ex while you're on the real world, you still have something for them. So um, we'll see what happens later on in the season when she, I guess she comes to visit. Um, I don't know. The dude, dude's getting in a lot of trouble. <laughs> But we'll see that. Um, Dean from L.A. Um, had a little bit of difficulty with the whole drag thing. I would have felt the same way, so I don't blame you, bro. Um, we'll see what happens with him. Um, he hasn't got much air time in the first two episodes, so uh, hopefully we'll see some more stuff. Chris Hall, Chris from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Seemed like an interesting character. Um, was a was a Mormon, I guess. I guess that's how he turned. He was Mormon. I guess he's not one now. So I don't know how that works. And I said in the first week pod, my the first episode recap podcast on reiterating a podcast. Uh, there's no perfect Mormon other than that was on world other than Mr. Tech Cannon. So he's got a tough act to follow. Oh, I'm so close to sneeze right now. Um, CJ, I like her. I, I feel like she's got a vibrant. She's got an uplifting personality. Um, like Chris, like Dean, uh, we haven't seen much of her, so I need to see more time of her before I can make like my 
full 150% opinion of her. Um, Storyline's going on right now. Obviously, um, Dion and Kirk, as I got like a couple minutes left. Like I said, this is my final, uh, 90 seconds left. This is my final show of, of uh, Big Time Reality TV. I'm moving all my reality radio stuff with winning staff and at Reality Radio Pod on Twitter. TalkingRealityTV.blogspot.com is their blog. I'm still going to be doing my own blog stuff, but as far as uh, being on on uh, here, it's probably just going to be sports shows if I had, if I ever if I do other shows. Um, I'm going to go maybe a minute or two past the live stream. Uh, break down a couple storylines and I will see you guys please give at reality to follow at CC grad a Kirk and I will see you guys soon maybe might be doing an interview hopefully sometime this week if not next week on reality radio podcast so um, as I continue um, Kayla and Dion uh took that last episode uh, and uh, I don't know who tweeted it. One of, one of my co-hosts of Reality Radio Podcast tweeted that this was the most underwhelming hookup in world history. Uh, I don't know. It was, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that statement. Um, other storyline, Sabrina is trying to find her mom which is pretty cool. Um, I, hope she, I hope she finds that the investigator is the same one that found Nani's, found, was with Nani's case. So that's pretty cool. Um, and the whole Janice-CJ confrontation was a big storyline in the first episode. So... I don't know. We got a long way to go this season. I feel like this is going to be. You can never do wrong in Las Vegas. That's what I'll, that's all I got to say. So that about wraps it up this week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I want to thank Corey for calling in. And I am out of here. Thanks, guys. <laughs>